0: If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmouth.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. So today we come to the last of our series on Let Us Pray. And uh, it seems appropriate that being Palm Sunday, the day when Jesus was welcomed into Jerusalem as King, riding on that donkey, being praised and celebrated until the end of the week when people went from shouting praise him to crucify him it seems appropriate that we look at one of Jesus's prayers that as he prayed what can we learn from how Jesus prays there's a big change in attitude in Jerusalem Uh, and before he was arrested Jesus prays for several things things that we can learn from in our own praying so we're going to look uh, at John chapter 17 we're not going to read the whole chapter Uh, I encourage you to go away and read the whole chapter for yourself Um, but John chapter 17 is a prayer where Jesus prays for three different people first of all he prays for himself Secondly, he prays for his disciples. And thirdly, he actually prays for you and me. He prays for those that will come to believe as a result of the witness of those disciples. So he prays for you this morning. If, if, you, if you never realised it before, Jesus himself has prayed over you um, and, and longs to see you uh, receive him today so we're going to start from john chapter 17 and we're going to read it in three chunks first of all verses one to five so if you've got your bible john chapter 17 verses one to five says this after jesus said this he looked towards heaven and prayed father the hour has come glorify your son that your son may glorify you for you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. So Jesus prays for himself. And as we pray... We can say, what did he pray for himself? He prayed that Jesus and that the Father were glorified. So today we can pray for Jesus to be glorified in our lives. So what does it mean to be glorified? Um, As I was pondering these verses, I was thinking about the phrase where people, particularly in sport, call one another glory hunters. You know, they, they choose to follow a team that is winning things. Maybe Manchester United in the 90s, a team that was winning things. And then when it all goes wrong, some of them stop. It can be a bit like that in church, can't it? When everything's going well, everybody is uh, is up for it and everybody's full of uh, praise for Jesus. But when things hit that aren't so great, maybe we're a little bit like those glory hunters. Maybe sometimes it knocks us off. And when things go wrong, we start to slip. But when things are being won... By those teams and successes all around then the fans cheer the team on they lift them high they lift the players high they shout the manager's name they point to the team that they are following they wear the uh, they wear the kits they wear the shirts they give the team glory because they lift that team above everything else and shout about them louder than anything else in their lives do you know Jesus prays that he will be glorified in what is about to happen He's about to be arrested, he's about to be tried by different people and even though there's no guilt in him, he gets put to death on a cross. But he knows that he will rise again and Jesus prays that he will be glorified and that the Father will be glorified in what is about to happen. That even in his death he will lift God the Father above all else. That he will show the success of God. Well what is the success of God? It tells us in these five verses, verse three says, now this is eternal life, surely that's a success, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ who you sent. So success in God's kingdom is to know the Father through the Son. Many people say me and my son, Joel, are very similar. You know, we can be in a room and have exactly the same thought, usually a stupid comment or a a silly joke, And one of us will say it and the other one will just start laughing. And it's because between us, we have that same mentality. Um, We even do look similar to each other. I know it's not necessarily the haircut, but there there is an old photograph of me with Joel that is very similar to how he looks now. And people can know me as they start to know my son. If you get to know Joel, then you do get to know me a little bit. But people know God through his son. Jesus. Do you know, Jesus is praying in this first part of, of John's Gospel, chapter 17. People are praying, Jesus is praying, sorry, that people will know God the Father through Christ the Son. If you're a Christian today, if you're a follower of Jesus, then you are sons and daughters of the King of Kings. And people should get to know the Father through you. They should get to see glimpses of Dad in how we are and in who we are and in what we stand for and how we act. There's a challenge today. Do people get to know the Father through knowing us? Jesus is about to be humiliated, is about to be killed. But what is his prayer? His prayer is that God's glory, God's victory, will be seen even in this death. It's not a self-centered prayer. Even though he's asking to be glorified, it's, it's so that God will be lifted high. It's so that God will be shouted above the rest. That he can show his victory even when we feel close to defeat. That God is strong despite our weaknesses. And that we can acknowledge that it's all in his strength and his love and his power that we live. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Do you know don't just be a glory hunter it's easy to cheer god above it all when everything is great and when life is going good but we need to lift him higher all the time because god is good all the time so let's glorify jesus in bad and good days let's lift god above the noise of our life so that's the first thing he prays he prays that he'll be glorified so we can pray for jesus to be glorified in our lives The second thing it goes on to do is pray for his disciples. John chapter 17, reading from verse 6 to 11, says this. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. That echoes that first bit a little bit, doesn't it? I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. So what does he pray for his disciples? He prays for their protection. And he says their protection is through the power in the name of Jesus. You know, names have great power, don't they? I think I've shared before, uh, I had a nickname at school, which was Gladys, because I looked a little bit like Ruth Maddock of Heidi High. Um, And I didn't like being called that name. And people who called me it knew it had some power and it wound me up and it irritated me. You know, little children, would invoke the name Mum in an argument. You know, I can remember occasionally my brother Phil would uh, jump out and try and pin me to the floor, but I was a little bit bigger than he was, and so I would overturn him, and and by the time I'd got him on his back, there would be this, Mum, or I'm telling Mum, and immediately I would jump off because the name Mum had power. Uh, At junior school, the name that had power for me was Mrs Ashcroft. It was a name that struck fear into the hearts of junior school pupils where I went to school. She was a scary lady. I'm sure she was really, really nice. But she had a bit of a screeching voice and she could get quite angry quite quickly. And if you heard someone say, I'm going to tell Mrs Ashcroft, then there was a power that made knees tremble and made me worry for my life a little. And we all know the saying, don't we, about sticks and stones breaking bones, but words not hurting. Well, names are powerful. I've heard people, even parents, jokingly call their children all sorts of names. I've heard parents call their children Beelzebub or Lucifer or the devil. And and really, we shouldn't do that because names have power. Um, my Auntie Gertie, yes, I had an Auntie Gertie, short for Gertrude, was a, a single lady uh I think they used to call them spinsters. Uh, Maybe they still do. But she once called me a little devil. I know it's hard to believe that anyone would think of me in that way, but she called me a little devil. Why did she call me a little devil? She called me a little devil because I wouldn't eat the bright pink luncheon meat she'd put on my plate. Uh, It was like something from another planet, and uh, I was not going to eat it. Um, And she called me a little devil. And I can remember the name and the shock that being called a little devil gave me. And even now I can go back and think, actually, that was a pretty terrible thing to say. And I was probably only about six or seven. Mm -hmm. Um, But that name has power. You know, names can have a negative power. It has the power to make us think about ourselves in a way that isn't true. A name has the power to make us feel like we're useless or we're no good. A name has the power to put us down and, and to echo in our minds all the time. When actually the name God gives us is precious. The name that God gives us is loved. The name that God gives us is fearfully and wonderfully made. And yet so often names have the power to be negative. Well Jesus prays for his disciples that they will be protected. And how? By the power of of the name of jesus you know we often sing don't we there is power in the name of jesus or oh, what a beautiful name what a powerful name what a wonderful name it is why is it powerful well people are healed in the name of jesus we see that throughout the new testament in the name of jesus rise up and walk in the name of jesus see in the name of jesus be clean people are set free even today from addiction in the name of jesus People's eyes are opened by the power of the name of jesus and many of you listening today your ears and your hearts will have been opened by the name and the power in it of jesus so we pray for protection for all believers in the name of jesus at this time of the virus we can pray in jesus name for protection We're coming up to a time that would have been Passover. The Israelites at Passover were protected. How were they protected? By the blood of an innocent lamb painted on their doorposts. And today we have protection eternally through the blood of the lamb that was slain, Jesus Christ. So there is power in his name. There is power in his death. And there is power in his resurrection life. His name literally means saviour because Jesus has the power to save. The third thing Jesus prays in this passage is he prays for you and me and all those who are going to follow him. So John chapter 17 verse 20 to 21 says this, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's you and me. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So the third thing Jesus prays for is unity, for his followers. Prayer that they will be one, just like the Father, Spirit and Son are one. His prayer is that we will be united. Do you know there's something about being in a team? If you've ever done a tug of war, the only way you can win a tug of war is if everybody is pulling in the same direction, digging in their feet, digging in their heels and working together together. It's often been said that a single snowflake is delicate. If you were to look at a snowflake under a microscope, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And no one snowflake is the same as another. And actually one snowflake is so delicate that if it falls on your finger, it will soon disappear as it contacts your skin. But put a load of snowflakes together and they can stop a whole city. That's because unity and togetherness is so powerful. Jesus' prayer for those that follow after is that they will be united. You know, so often people are turned off church because they see criticism, they see gossip, they see hypocrisy. But actually Jesus says, love one another. Jesus says, be one with one another. Jesus says that we, we live so that others will see him, that we're united. You know, Paul writes in his letters and says, build one another up and encourage one another each one of us can be an answer to the prayer of jesus it starts with us trusting in his glorious death and resurrection and saying yes to him and then it carries on with us picking up our cross daily and following him you know glory supporters won't pick up the cross glory supporters will be there in the easy times but jesus says the christian life isn't easy it involves picking up your cross daily and following me So may we be in Jesus, then the world will believe that Jesus is Lord. If we are united with one another and united with Christ, then others will see Jesus and believe that he is the Lord. The last point I want to make is actually a part of this prayer that's mentioned in Luke's Gospel. It's just one line, and it's in Luke chapter 22, verses 41 to 42. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prays this. It says, He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them. I don't know whether it was because the disciples were going to throw stones at him. He was worried, but maybe. Uh, And he knelt down and prayed. And this is the line, verse 42. Father, if you are willing... Take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Do you know it's been said that Jesus knows what it is to have prayer unanswered? And I've seen a bit of discussion about this this week, even uh, that Jesus knows what it is to have unanswered prayer. Jesus prays and says to God please take this away from me if there's any other way God if things can be different if there's another way to save mankind if there's another way for their sin to be wiped out then please choose that different way if you're willing take this cup from me yet God doesn't his prayer goes unanswered Jesus knows what that feels like so maybe today you're you're regretting unanswered prayers. Maybe today you're worried about prayers that have gone unanswered, or maybe you're frustrated, or maybe you're just cross, maybe you're a bit disgruntled. How does Jesus cope with unanswered prayer? Well, he doesn't really, but he shows us how we can. How do we cope with unanswered prayer? How do we deal with the fact that sometimes God heals and sometimes God doesn't? How do we deal with the fact that sometimes in life we have disappointment? Well, first of all, it's not because he loves us any less. He didn't answer Jesus' prayer, and yet Jesus was his beloved son. At this moment, people may be praying, God, if you're willing, stop this virus. God, if you're willing, ease the situation so we're not on lockdown. God, if you're willing, heal my relative who's seriously ill. God, if you're willing, don't let me lose my business or lose my job. What if we stop there? Well, it's difficult to cope. When the answer is no so how did jesus pray god if you're willing but then he added this yet not my will but yours be done he prayers what's called the prayer of relinquishment it's not about what i want but god your will be done it's not about self it's about surrender it's not about my will but god's Do you know, Jesus was in pain as he prayed this prayer. He was sweating blood. That shows great anxiety. It wasn't a simple nice prayer of, Dear God, bless us. Bless those. Bless these. It was, God, if you will take this away from me, please do. It was, God, I would rather not go through with this. I know we love these people. I know that we love the human race. But, God, I would rather not go through this. But my want... Isn't as important as your want, God. My way isn't as high as your way, God. Do you know, Jesus coped with unanswered prayer because ultimately he realised that God knew better and that God's way was ultimately higher. Not my will, but yours be done. You know, echoes the Lord's prayer that he taught. Your will be done. Why? So that your kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven. Do you know, the message version here says, but please not what I want. What do you want? It asks a question. Jesus says in the message version, please not what I want. What do you want? As we pray today and as we go in in our prayers, we need to pray that Jesus is lifted higher in our own lives. That our life shouts his praise and glory. We need to pray for the protection of others by the name of Jesus. Those that are key workers, those that are currently uh, working in our Walney centre to try and get help to people. We need to pray that they are protected, that they are covered by the cross and blood of Jesus and that they are saved by the power of his name. We need to pray that we're united and building one another together, that we're encouraging each other. In fact, today, right now, as we finish, send a text or message of encouragement to somebody right now. Build somebody else up. Don't delay. In fact, it's been so encouraging people feeding back to me either uh, on Facebook or uh, by text message to encourage me as I do these devotionals, as I do these, because it's quite lonely speaking just to a screen. So today, build one another up. Encourage one another. Who have you not spoken to? Who have you not messaged? Send them a message of encouragement. Send them a message to say, I really appreciate you because. Finally. Some prayers that we ask for will not be answered as a yes. But we are asking, or are we asking, what does God want? God, what do you want in my life? God, what is it you want in my relationship? God, what is it you want in my work? What is it you want in my business? What is it you want in my home? Pray for his will to be done, because his will is far greater than ours. How do I know that? Well, his will made a way for me to be saved. His will is that we will have life to the full here and for eternity. His will is that we will love one another and have joy that is complete. So this week, let's pray like David. Let's pray like Paul. Let's pray like Hannah. And let's pray like Jesus. But most of all, let us pray without ceasing. Let us pray through the day. Let us pray like never before. Let us pray 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 it's just talking but it's talking to the creator of all things who has the power to make a difference what a friend we have in jesus and it says in that hymn what a privilege to carry everything to god in prayer i trust you've enjoyed this series on let us pray next sunday is easter sunday we'll have a special one-off message for easter but Let us learn from this series. Let us learn the importance of prayer. If we've never known what to say before, let us go back and revisit and say, God, how can I pray? And we can pray all the things that these characters have prayed, but we can also use our own words. But I believe today's prayer needs to be, God, what do you want? Not what I want. Have a great Sunday and enjoy the rest of this week devotions tomorrow at 12 worship before at quarter two and uh, if you're not in a house group a connect group many of them are meeting online then join one if you're not sure how to join one again you can message help at springmount.church and we'll hook you up with a connect group that you can meet with but for now god bless let's pray father i thank you that jesus came and was willing to die And I thank you that your plan for us was that we would not have to go through that, but that he did it for us. So, Father, we thank you today for the examples of prayer that are in your word. And we pray today that our question and our request is, God, what do you want? Let us ask it boldly. God, what do you want? And let us listen for the response. Let us spend time speaking, but also listening to what you've got to say as we go through this day. Let us pray and bring our cares to you and bring our praise to you and listen as you want to communicate back to us in Jesus name. Amen. Have a great day and God bless.